We've been off for <laughs> the last three months. We haven't filmed or done an episode for the last couple months. Just moving into the building, yeah. like moving out of the North Campus and then moving over here. There's just been too many moving pieces. And Easton, as our producer, has his hands more than full. Yeah. And so we thought, well, let's take a break. Let's take a little hiatus. But we're excited to get back yeah. into the rhythm. You know, the other people that make the tug more possible, other than Easton. Oh, that's true. Is... Aaron and Rachel. There are there are real life top fans that tell us we uh, can do it, that they love us, and the great yeah, the content, content yeah. with which to share. You know, I think that if you guys have followed more church or yeah. Tugmore at all, Winnie and I have kind of an, a unique dynamic amongst right. a lot of ministry leaders. That her and I aren't married, but yet we lead together very closely. And the only reason that can happen is because of the confidence and security of these two. Yeah. That they are confident in their calling and in what God has for them. And so they allow us to run in the lanes that we're running in. And That's so true. everything we do is because of y'all. That's right. So thank That's you right. guys Good job, y'all. We love for, y'all. for enabling us. Thank you. Thank you. So tonight we just want to have a conversation like we do every week, but we feel like this one's a little more intentional. You know, when we first started doing a uh, the tug I remember the first episode, yeah. the very first episode that we recorded, uh, we were like, we're just going to be chill, right? We're just going to be a conversation, right? <laughs> and we show up and this man brings his laptop with all the bullet points and all yeah. of the notes and all of the scriptures. And I was like, you cheated. Yeah. <laughs> you well, super we agreed, cheated. We had agreed no notes. Right. That's what we had agreed. We're just going to talk. It's just, just going to be talking. Just a conversation. But the preacher in me could not help but bullet point and strategize and create a direction and a landing zone. And so I think our first episode I used, I had a laptop Oh, you out. did. And uh, yeah. And so <laughs> then realized that's not, that's not, that's the, not goal. the goal. Right. Yeah. That the goal of it is to just allow the Holy Spirit to uh, like come into our conversation. What we felt like was that that's what was happening in all kinds of conversations anyways. But let's uh, allow the Holy Spirit to come into the conversation and to really help people step into the more that God's called them to use our life, use our story, yeah. uh, use what we're walking through as kind of an example and as a canvas for helping other people step yeah, into it. Yeah, I remember it. we were going somewhere as a staff. Yeah. And while we were in the car, we're in my truck, and while yeah. we we're all driving there together, we were brainstorming a series that was coming up. And so we're just kind of popcorn and ideas and shooting concepts back and forth, and this would be good, and oh, the people need this, and yeah. that person's story would tie in here. And somebody on the team said, this is what the tug of more needs to be. It's just a behind-the-scene conversation yeah. about like how ministry is produced. Right. And so the content that we've created, the last 99 episodes, are all over the place. That's we have true. some that are leadership-based, some that are family-based, some that are for church ministry, more right. specific. Um, I, but yeah. I see one that says, your words matter, like talking about your words. We talked about uh, leading from the second chair. Like if you work for an organization, but you're not the boss, how do you lead in yeah. your home? Wives, how do we lead from honoring our husbands? Like we've yeah. got all kinds of conversations that we've had. And so most of them are conversation based. You can go back if you're not. Uh, yet a fan of the tug of more, but you just came for the popcorn and ice cream. You can go back and watch uh, a lot of the episodes and catch up. Tonight's going to be a little bit more unique because it is a specific word that we feel like we're sharing, yeah. but it is also true that we have no notes. So uh, we are going to go uh, tug of more style and hope and believe that it's going to be the word that you need. We don't have any notes, but we do have some props. That's true. Uh, because for me as a communicator, I'm a prop guy. It's how yeah. I think. And so what we want to talk about tonight is kind of birthed out of a conversation that I had with my mom and dad probably 10 years ago or more. More than that by now? I don't know, 15, I don't know. a long, time, long ago. time ago. They Doesn't can matter. tell us. Yeah. So are we ready? Yeah. We'll just jump in. I think that. we're ready. So I think Brady and Des are going to come steal these chairs from us because we're going to stand up the rest oh, of the time while we oh. talk. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah. Dude, we have powerful women around here. These two That's were true. unloading chairs <laughs> earlier. They Good were job, not lady. even nervous. So, uh, my, growing up, my mom and dad ran a cleaning company, cleaning people's homes and businesses. And so, the way that that worked is my mom kind of focused a lot on the sales of the jobs and navigating the employees, the girls that, you know, were kind of going out and cleaning houses. And my dad handled the books, handled the finances, handled the structure and the systems. And uh, I grew up in Flint, Michigan which is... Um, Not the same as the DFW Metroplex. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit different challenges there and yeah. kind of a little different situations. Dynamics, yeah. And so they were struggling with staffing. 
like trying to get uh, employees to come in and do the job and not steal stuff out of people's houses and not lose keys and sell vacuums on the internet for their money and like all kinds of crazy stuff. And so my mom and dad were battling this business. And if you're a business owner, you've, you battle your own business sometimes, you know? And so I was home for like Christmas break or something and I could just feel the stress on my mom and dad about uh, this business. And what was happening was my mom has a pastor's heart. And so the girls that worked for them, the employees, would come in with a sob story a little bit of like how life was hard and, you know, my baby daddy and my car broke down and like all the stories. And my mom has this big heart. And so she would listen to them and cry with them and pray for them and give them money my dad didn't know about, right, and buy them tires and like, and do all these things to, to bless them. Where my dad was kind of, if you know my dad, is kind of on the other side of the pendulum of a little bit more choleric and direct and aggressive to like deal with. And both are super valuable and needed yes. uh, personality traits in any business Thank you. that you run. My sister is protecting me. And so, <laughs> and so I knew this, I saw this That's uh, right. as a younger man watching what was happening in their business. And I felt like God gave me a prop for my mom and dad. And so I went to uh, like Walmart or somewhere and I bought some things. And I came in uh, and I said, mom, dad, I want to have a meeting with you. And uh, they said, okay. I said, mom, you are a fuzzy slipper. This is your gift. This is your personality. This is who you are. These girls that are working for you, when something isn't going well, you are kind and gentle and nice and you're a fuzzy slipper. And I said, and dad, you are a combat boot. Uh, this is so long ago. Remember the TV show American Chopper? Like with the dudes that are yeah, Paul Senior and making motorcycles. the Tuttles and he's yeah. punching things and all that. And so I was like, Dad, you're steel toe boot. Uh, you know, this is kind of how you operate. And so what was happening is, Mom, you're being too nice to the girls. And Dad, you're just, they're all terrified of you. And so I said, I have a gift for you. And what I want you to do is I took the pink slipper and I said, Dad, this one's for you. I need you, when you come into work, to put this on. Now, not physically put it on, but put it on. That when you're here in this business, you have to intentionally get here and think, I'm a fuzzy slipper. I'm gonna smile and I'm gonna be nice and I'm gonna talk to these girls and I'm just gonna be the nicest that I can. And so my dad took this and he put it on a shelf in his office. And I said, mom, I need you to be a size 13 steel toe boot. And I said, I need you to take this. And she did. She put it on top of her computer monitor for years. And I said, you're, you're the business owner here. And so when something's happening, you have to do, choose. I'm not going to be always soft and nice. Yeah. Sometimes I got to kick somebody's butt if I know that they're lying to me. And this illustration is something that I gave them as a young man, but really is something that I remember for myself all the time. Yeah. Because as a leader, for me, right. I have modes that I would switch into more naturally, but right. I have to choose what I'm walking in. And the truth is that for each of us every day, if we're trying to step into all that God's called us to be, we have to be aware of the shoes that we're walking in, right. that we have to be aware that every day we're choosing what shoes we put on. And often, many times in a given day, we have to make a decision of what shoe is the appropriate one to wear in any given situation. That it's not just uh, that you start the day in a house slipper and you wear the house slipper all day, or you start the day in a steel toe boot and you wear it all day long, but there are different circumstances, different relationships, different conversations, and different moments and different seasons of our life where we have to be really intentional what shoe we're wearing on our feet. For how we lead, how we lead our businesses, right? how we lead our families, how we lead ourselves, how we lead ourselves. And you may have to put on 10 different pairs of shoes right every single day to be able to navigate the thing well right nobody's wearing this around the house just for comfort you get home and you put something a little bit more comfortable on that's right but nobody's wearing this to go and do a hard job but sometimes yeah. what we can do in ourselves is we just get in a mode 
and we only operate in that mode everywhere we go, every relationship that we have, every conversation we have, we kind of act that personality. We say things like, this is just the way that I am, or yeah. this is the way I do what I do. But we have to understand that when we want to step into more, that there are more shoes that God wants us to put on our feet. There are more times, more seasons, more uh, things that he wants us to be aware of, and it's time to change shoes sometimes. And so tonight, everybody got dressed to come here. We did not send out a dress code, right? We just said, show up, we'd love to have you. And all of you picked shoes to wear here tonight. That's true. And the shoes that you're wearing tonight is just what you're probably comfortable in. Right. The shoes you're wearing now, they probably represent the most... Um, middle of the road, you. Right. Because this is just a casual environment, a comfortable environment. And so most likely you chose something that you feel pretty comfortable in. That's what we all do. Yeah. And so I think that Whitney and I, we, we both have shoes that kind of represent just us. Like the most standard trusting, it's just a pair of some Air Force Ones. Right. This is just the most standard me I wear these on Sundays. I'm wearing a pair right now. Anytime I see a pair that I like, size 13, I snatch them up. I wear them all the time. Right. And they kind of represent just who, who I am without any thought. Correct. That we most easily slip into our most comfortable pair, the ones that fit us like a glove, right? The ones we put them on, I know how it's going to feel. I know how long I can wear them before that one toe starts hurting, right? I know how well the shoes tie. I know all of how that mode is. And so these are going to be my go-to mode that I'm going to slip into at any given moment in any given circumstance because that's just the way I am. Now, those shoes that Whitney just put up. What are you about to say about my they shoes? They have not been worn in a marathon or across the landscape of India. She bought them. These are these are new. This is how they come. Uh, They're supposed new. to look like that. Yeah, she. I paid extra. They, for she them paid to extra. Look like that. Uh, she took uh, some of us to the store, and they right, thankfully in the store they just didn't sell my size. There you go. So you go. I was able to navigate <laughs> buying those shoes. But that's just what we're we're comfortable right. in. Right. And so you know what? These are not fitting for everywhere I walk. Right. If I'm doing a construction project, I'm not wearing these. Right. If I'm going to the beach, I'm not wearing these. Right. And the same thing with our tone to people, our facial expressions, right. our aggression, our right. passivity. We have to realize that we as human beings have to take some things off sometimes and have to put some things on to really get to more. And. You know, when I, I love these shoes, I wear these shoes a lot, but last week when my husband took me to Chicago, we were walking around a ton. I'm not going to wear these all day long. These shoes won't actually get me very far. And sometimes in life, our comfort mode, we think, well, these are the ones that we can just easily wear, but the truth is they won't get us very far. They'll just get us right where we are right now. And if we want to step into the more that he has for us, we have to be willing to evaluate what shoes we're wearing and where we need to change them. And so the illustration I gave to my mom and dad was that their natural personality is a gift. Correct. It's a huge gift. It's who they are. It's who God made them. But in certain moments, there had to be a leadership decision right. to make a shift. Not to be fake. Right. Not to pretend or become an actor. Absolutely. But to lead themselves. Yes. And to lead the people around them through making a change. And right. so tonight, we just have a handful of illustrations yeah. to... Uh, you start. Okay, I'll start. Um, so I brought these pair of boots. Um, I bought these, Rachel and I bought these at the Buckle at the Parks Mall so long ago. They're on sale for like 65 bucks. And so I bought these before we planted the church. And so these are over 13 years old. And I wore these boots <clears throat> every day, every Sunday for years, five years. Because we were broke. <laughs> uh, when we planted the church, we left full-time job at a mega church, getting paid well, a company card, gas allowance, all the things, to come and plant for no money. Uh, we still had our house for sale in Houston. It wouldn't sell because our house was near NASA, and like NASA lost a bunch of government funding right when we put our house on the market. And so we moved uh, back to the Metroplex to try to plant a church 
with no money. I didn't get paid anything, not a dollar for the first year. And we lived with some friends, some like acquaintances, friends? <laughs> yeah. some like acquaintances that said yes. And we went from our 3,500 square foot house into a sh- bedroom that we were sharing a bathroom with their 13 year old daughter. And it was in Waxahachie. And so we were driving from Waxahachie to Mansfield, Arlington area every day. And so we didn't have any money. And so these were my go-to shoes. And I beat the junk out of these shoes. And they uh, became my my, um, most comfortable shoe just because of like financial stress. I couldn't go and buy eight pair of Air Force Ones and change them up when they got dirty. So these were just, I've polished these a hundred times and, and they, they were my comfort shoe. And there was a Sunday that a guy in the church noticed that my shoes were looking pretty rough, you know? And so he came up to me and he said, Pastor, I have a gift for you. Uh, I noticed that your shoes are looking pretty bad. So I bought you another pair of boots. And I thought, well, that's, that's nice. And so he bought me a pair of boots. <laughs> now, remember... I'm from Flint, Michigan. This was not, this was not something um, that I was accustomed to. And these are, I don't remember the brand name, but they're like a legit, I don't know. Do you remember Aaron? Aaron didn't buy them, but they were some, I don't know. I don't, Ariots or, they were, I don't remember. They were probably like $300 boots. I don't know. And so, so out of obligation, Maybe. and because these just looked so bad, I started wearing these. I'd never worn cowboy boots before, ever. And so if you start wearing cowboy boots, they're pulling the hair out of your leg. And then, like, you can't get them off to save your life. And so uh, Dan Banks, Amanda's dad, bought me, like, this wood thing that I had to put my foot in. And, like, what? And so I started wearing these boots. But you were and, still like, wearing your white Hanes socks? Yeah, I was still yeah, wearing yeah, right. white you Hanes. Didn't have, and, like, you didn't have cowboy boots on. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And so I started wearing these shoes. And you know what? They, they just really weren't me. Right. Somebody else put me in something that wasn't who I was. Right. And so, but because I didn't have any money to buy other boots and they looked better and they, you know, they did the job, my wardrobe started to shift to match the thing that somebody else put me in. And so I'm now buying a bunch of Pearl Snap shirts. Y'all, you Texans know. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying Pearl Snap shirts right. because this doesn't match those and so I realized that, man, I've let somebody else influence who I am. Right, right. And how many times do we let somebody else influence something about us that starts to change a whole lot yeah. about, about who we are? Now, I'm not opposed to cowboy boots. I still throw them on every once in a while. But it was just a, uh, a reminder to me that I have to be careful of who I let influence who I am. Well, because also for you in that season, those those people felt like very influential people. For Those sure. people felt like people who could really make a difference in the ministry, in yep. your life, in your circumstance. And sometimes if we're not careful, um, we can allow someone else's voice that we maybe feel a little intimidated by or a little insecure by to shift us into, well, maybe if I do it the way they said, uh, then maybe I'll be who I'm hoping I can be. Yeah. And we have to be aware of those voices and realize, why am I allowing that voice in? Yeah. On the flip, I have a pair of cowboy boots, actually, uh, though, that my husband bought for me one year for my birthday. And I honestly, when he bought them, I think I told Rachel, like, why did he do that? I don't <laughs> wear cowboy boots. That's not who I am, but he's Mr. Fort Worth, and they wear cowboy. That's, that's the way it, we roll. And at the time, I hadn't put cowboy... I'm from Oklahoma, but y'all, I grew up in the city. I've never put cowboy boots on in my life. But what I didn't know, he was like, well, you just trust me. I think you'll actually like them. I think you'll find them fun. You love shoes. This is just another iteration of shoes, a genre for you to try. And the truth is, he was right. In that season, it was, they were fun. It was something unique to add to my wardrobe. It was something just to try out. But because he was a trusted voice in my life, it's good. then I needed to listen to his influence. Yeah. And so it's really important because if we're not aware of who's speaking into us, then we may not know whether we should put the shoe on or not. But we have to be aware, who are they in my life? Are they speaking life or are they speaking death? Are they someone that I aspire my life to be modeled after? 
Do they find themselves planted in God's house? Are they letting, living by his word? Or, or who are they in your life? And whose voice are you allowing in? And I think that for me in that season, I just needed just something fun and different. Yeah. And I needed to just trust my husband. And so now I got like four pairs of cowboy boots and they're just fun. And, and I just wear them when I want to be fun and fancy. But you have to, <laughs> you did. He did create a monster a little bit, but that but monster was already alive. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, That's true. Whitney, That's true. Whitney used true. to, Whitney, she used to, she's talked about it, she used to work in cosmetics, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she was working. This has nothing to do with the uh, illustration. Hey, yeah, but, but you we have no notes. So, I just say, <laughs> so Whitney's at the, at the mall working, and Rachel and I went up there to visit her, and she says, guys, uh, well, really, Rachel. Yes. She's like, Rachel, I have to ask you. And from behind the counter, the like perfume yeah. counter, she pulls three boxes of yeah. shoes. And she says, look at these shoes. There's a sale, 60% oh, yeah. off. I'm going to buy these three pair of shoes. And I'm like, they're the same shoe, just like this different shade of color, you know? And now I'm, I got my boys back. I got to have my boys back. I'm like, Whitney. They're not the same. The, these are the same they're shoe. Why are, you, why are you buying three of these just buy one of them? And so I don't know what, she pretended like she put two, two back. I probably, I probably bought two. So that monster was already good yeah, yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, move on the illustration. Oh, Let's, no, I don't no, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I think I think you talk about the trusted voice. Um, I had for a long time wanted to buy uh, some Timberlands, right? I'd always wanted some Tims, but never really felt like I could pull it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of a different vibe, kind of a different personality. Now, I know that you might think this is a conversation about fashion. It's not about fashion. It's about seeing yourself properly and operating a different mode of leadership. Correct. I thought, I can't really pull those off. I'm not LL Cool J. I'm not that cool. I can't do it. And so I had been talking about buying a pair of Timberlands for like years. And then finally, uh, the four of us, we were at a mall or somewhere, and Whitney starts saying, get them. Just get them. Just, just, just get them. And then she gets the guy, do you have these in his size? Yes. Get them out. Try them on. She's like, you're buying them or I'm buying them. Yeah. I don't even remember what happened. I don't. Y'all might have bought. I might have. I don't remember. But. And so they forced me into this thing that every time I put these on, I remind myself, Tristan, you're more than you think you are. Right. right. Sometimes we tell ourselves we can't do things because we think we're not good enough to do that thing. Right. I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool. I can't pull these off. Right. I'm not good enough to. To, to do that. That's not my thing. But did you know that God has more for you? Right. I'm not talking about fashion. Right. I'm talking about your leadership. I'm talking about the words that you speak. I'm talking about the dream that God put in your right. heart that you beat up with insecurity saying, I can't do that thing. Or man, I screwed up back here. And so God, he was going to use me, but I made some bad decisions and he can't use me. No, no, no. You can pull anything off. Right. God, God can use you to do more than you can imagine. Absolutely. And so are you willing to look at yourself and to put on the shoes that someone else has been cheering you on to put on for a long time? Yeah. How many of us allow ourselves to be held back from what we should be stepping into because of our own insecurity, our own fear, our own doubt, while others around us are saying, I believe in you. You got this. You can do it. And we have to, our self-awareness has to allow ourselves to listen and to trust yep. the voices around us and to be willing to be vulnerable and transparent. It's part of who we are at More Church. It's part of who we are on the tug of more is that we're willing to be vulnerable and transparent with those around us, knowing that they can help push us sometimes into the more that we're a little too timid to step into. But you got to try it. Try it. Yeah. You know how many times I talk to people about getting involved in a ministry at the church and they say, oh, I can't, I could never be a prayer partner. Why? I could never be a life group leader. I could never. You don't want me to volunteer as a greeter. They wouldn't want me to help in kids. Why? We pigeonhole ourselves right. into things we can't do. And then for, the, for the, our whole life, we only buy one pair of shoes and we just buy uh, one color jean and blue shirt. And then this is just who we are. Right. And we just dress ourselves in a certain way. But we do the same thing over our abilities. Yeah, you know, but a lot of us... We want to step into the more that God has for us. Maybe you have somebody cheering you on, but you're like, okay, there's still some things missing. Well, something I really realized in this season of turning 40, uh, and something we talk about on the tug of more all the time is that discipline is required piece in stepping into anything hard that God's called you to. 
Those, you, are, those are workout shoes. Are you, I'm, about, I'm about to tell them. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're beautiful. They, they're beautiful workout shoes, but they're workout shoes. You can do hard things. You, you can do hard things. We like to avoid doing hard things because why? They're hard. Yeah. But you never get to more by just doing easy. And at 40, I'm learning that I have to work out if I want to not gain a bunch of weight and become just lazy lump on the couch, right? Like, that's a real thing. That's true for my life. If I want to be healthy, if I want to continue to thrive in what God has for me, I have to have the proper nutrition, the proper discipline, the proper time to wake up in my day, the proper schedule in my life, the proper balance between work and home. We have to be willing to be disciplined in our life to do the hard things that we know that God's calling us to. But it's not always fun, it's not always easy, but you can put on a fun pair <laughs> of running shoes and get yourself excited about the discipline that God has for you because really on the other side of the hard is more. Yeah. On the other side of what is actually the thing you know you should be doing, but you just are like, I'll start Monday, is actually the more that God's calling you to, and that's that tension and fight, to allow yourself daily to choose the discipline, whatever that is for you, that you know you need to do, the thing you know that God's telling you to, the phone calls you're supposed to make or the relationship you're supposed to have a conversation about, the, the situation at work that you know you need to go in and handle, whatever it is, the discipline to do it, it just starts with day one. The truth yeah. is I can't run a half marathon like Brady is about to again. I can't yet, but I can run for 10 minutes. Right. And I couldn't run for 10 minutes like two months ago, right? And so like discipline starts with today and then taking the next right step tomorrow, just continuing to take it. Can I tell another story? Of it's going to embarrass you just a little bit. So You're going to at, anyway. I was at the gym, I was at the gym <laughs> like two months ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Whitney, uh, she's there working out and she... I go up to her to say good morning. Hey, good morning. It's like it's my, it's my hey. favorite thing when, whenever I'm and like. And <laughs> she is not happy that no. I have came and approached her at all. She's like, I, I see it on her face. She's like, I hate that you have came to talk to me right now. <laughs> it's like what? It's like, I can't what is, breathe. My face is red. I'm soaking wet, like from sweat. Like, but oh. that's what that's what she said. She said, I'm sorry. I'm just my, see how red my face is from running, and <laughs> I'm just I don't look really good. And I said, that's the goal, right? That's what we're doing here. You're, right. If, you, if we come to the gym and you just look nice, I mean, if you're trying to find a man, then maybe that's the... That's the <laughs> some, some of them, them women, some that's, them that's, women, that's, that's what they've been doing. Yeah. But, but that's the goal. Doing hard things right. means that you're going to maybe look a little... Awkward. Awkward. You're, this, these, these are very different things. Correct. But like they serve, they serve different purposes. And yeah. so you can do something hard, man. And I know that we're equating that to fitness, but we might equate that to hiring another employee. Right. Or firing an employee or... Putting a budget in your life. Yes. Or actually sitting down and having that conversation with your spouse that you know is going to cause another fight, but it's going to eventually lead you to the healing that you need in your marriage. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so you've got your running shoes, but I brought some uh, running shoes. And so, you know, sometimes... You have to be quick in life. Yeah. You have to be willing to be agile. There's a lot of seasons that, that we like to be very firm and planted and stable. But sometimes, like this last couple five, years, five years. <laughs> five years, but during COVID as a church, yeah. we've had to be extremely agile. Right. Moving from the Matlock buildings, we went to four service, we're out of space, moving to the pig, then the pandemic, then we're out at the land. We're doing worship nights out at the land, and right. we sell Matlock, and we get the North Campus, and then we sell the North Campus, and the land swap falls through, and then we start looking in Arlington, we find this place. Being agile is a, is a big deal. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we just get so used to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and just everything always looks the same, that when then a curve gets thrown into our life, we start tripping everywhere. Right. We have to be agile as men and women, as leaders. Kyle and I have started working out in the morning. This dude is killing me. He's got me doing burpees. Y'all know what a burpee is? It's just laying down and standing up. Over that's and all, over and over That's and all. Over it's like the easiest again. thing, but I am dying. I'm embarrassing myself in the gym. I'm going to come talk to doing, you next time you're doing burpees. Yeah, then I'll do feel it. better. He's got me doing, <laughs> he's got me doing weird stuff. 
and it's all agility training. And I heard a stat, uh, it's not a stat, but I heard an uh, idea once that it said really age is based upon flexibility. Age, they determine your age based upon your ability to be flexible. You know how older people will fall down? One of the reasons they fall down is they lose their agility. The flexibility and the mobility isn't there, so when they're tripped by something, then they just, they just fall. And as leaders, as men and women, we have to stay flexible. We have to stay agile to change. Right. I don't know what the world has in store for us. It's not looking great. There's an election coming that's going to be fun, right? Like, dude, what, like, what's going on in the economy? We don't know. But the more agile we're able to be, in our mentality, Correct. the better it's going to be for us. We're not getting tripped up all the time. No, we have to be willing to change. And I think that's something that is super important if you want to step into more, that we have to be willing to shift and to alter and to recognize when things aren't working. You know, for me, uh, these shoes, when I worked in cosmetics, I, these are probably ones I bought when they were on sale. Uh, sometimes, though, when we step into something new and we step into a new role, we, we think we need to shift into something that is like tough and strong and powerful and mighty. And, and for me, this symbolizes what I've in seasons have thought when I stepped into different leadership moments that mm. I needed to be. If you can't see, there's like some spikes on there. There are, yeah, Those there are spikes and pearls and like, yeah, it's kind of like the spurs, but in a heel form. Yeah. Uh, and what I didn't realize, though, in some of those seasons when I put on these tough shoes is that some of those spikes, I remember one time walking through the mall in these shoes and kicking my heel accidentally and cutting it and it actually started bleeding. And what I didn't realize in some seasons of my leadership whenever I felt like I needed to put on the tough shoes is that I was cutting myself and I was cutting other people right. around me yeah. because of the shoe that I thought I needed to be wearing. And like you said, they're different, but they, they look the same, but they're actually different. What I needed to do, <laughs> you set me up for yeah. it, it was pretty good. What I needed to do was to just slightly shift. Dude, slightly shift is so good. Just slightly shift. Not, because, not full pendulum swing no. from nice to big jerk. Right. But to just take the spurs and the pearls off and to realize that's just causing damage. Good. To look at the damage that I'm causing, the words that I'm saying, the actions that are not helpful, that are painful, and to just shift into something that actually is way more comfortable for me and way more comfortable for the people around me and still allows me to be fully who God's called me to be. Yeah. So often when we step into something more, we think we have to change everything about who we are. That's not true. We just have to be able to slightly shift and say, hey, God, what is it that I need to change? Yeah. And what is it about who you've created me to be that I need to use in this season to be all that you've called me to be and allow ourselves to make that shift? Yeah. No, it's That's super all. important. And I just, I just think of these as such a great example of what we're talking about here, that they're both, I mean, necessary is maybe a stretch. <laughs> But to me, they're necessary. no. But I'm but I'm saying like they're they're both necessary. Yeah, they're they're both necessary. And as people, we have to just be aware yeah. that we need to be willing to put on something new as we yeah. walk into new rooms. You're walking into different rooms in those shoes, right? And it's going to set something off in you different. Absolutely. Um, I remember when we bought our Matlock building, uh, we had to. Um, repaint the parking lot stripes. And so I got a bid of how much it was going to cost to redo the parking lot stripes and we had to move them. And it was crazy expensive to get the, the old stripes sandblasted off the parking lot. And so I was like, no, this is crazy. I can do it. So I went and bought a high pressure power washer, which we still own, the church still owns. And it was one that you could add aggregate into and it would spray it and power wash it. And so I bought these and I power washed the parking lot for myself and saved us a bunch of money, and that was dirty work. Dirty work. I was covered in sand, I was sore. But sometimes we have to be willing to get dirty. And I think that we live in a world of comfort, 
we try so hard to be comfortable all the time, but sometimes if you're not getting sweaty, you're not going to really make any progress. Um, I had a, a pastor tell me once, he said, Trustin, if you're ever too big to move chairs, you'll be too small to preach to giant rooms. We, we have to be willing to do the dirty jobs. You know, one of my favorite things here at Moore Church is that we have millionaires that will move golf carts. <laughs> we have uh, wealthy men that own businesses that will hold a sign and wave at the door. We have smart women leading companies that will bounce a baby on their knee. Right. We have people that are much, like their capacity is way greater than what they're willing to do. But I think that all of us should be willing to um, get in the mud every once in a while and Absolutely. do something that's not real glamorous. Yeah. You know, Jesus hung on a cross, naked, beaten, and bleeding. Jesus wasn't afraid to put himself in a compromising position for the greater good. And I think that we have to be willing to get out of our comfort zone for the greater good. You know, what I think about is that when we went to start walking land, yeah. uh, you also wore those shoes. Yeah. And there's lots of times in our life when we're doing hard jobs and difficult seasons and stressful circumstances and we feel like, yeah, I'm more than this. But what's true is that a lot of what we're learning in those seasons, we're going to take into next seasons. Yep. And if we're not willing to evaluate and understand, hey, this season is important. I'm going to learn everything I can right now where God has me, even if it's not the place that I actually want to be, then we may miss something very valuable that we need with us in the next season when he starts having us walk through new circumstances, yep. new locations, new places. It's super important. It's good. Uh, when you're talking about work, though, uh, man, it can be real easy to stay in that mode hmm. and to never actually stop and rest. A few years ago, uh, in a season, yeah, where we'd been just running like crazy, we went on vacation, and I walked by uh, this jewelry store. Uh, see, see, it is all about that for me, I guess. Okay, but uh, I saw this flip-flop in necklace in the window, and it hit me like really like in my spirit. And God was like, hey, wait, you need to start putting on some flip-flops in your life. Because you can't run hard in a flip-flop. Yeah. You can't climb a mountain in a flip-flop. You, you really can't do much other than, like, walk to the beach or, like, walk maybe around the mall for, like, one lap. That's about all you got, right? There are seasons in our life when we have to recognize that we're running too hard. It's really good. That we're doing too much. That we have injured ourselves and the people around us. Come on. And now it's time to slip on a flip-flop and just chill the junk out. Yeah. We, we, we get, especially those of us who struggle with wanting to step into more, we get really stuck thinking that if I stick into that mode, I'll never get out of it again. But that's not true. Rachel reminded me a long time ago. She's like, you've been this way at that time, like 35 years. It's going to take a whole lot for you to completely shift to be somebody else. But we must allow ourselves to abide, mm -hmm. to slow down, to stop, and to actually just walk like flip, flop. <laughs> like there's a rhythm to it. It sounds silly. Like I can remember as a kid thinking how cool it sounded when I got those Steve Madden black. Remember those with the, you could walk in them. Like that was, you flip flop. That's how cool you sounded, right? But there is a rhythm to the rest that God wants in our life. And like it's part of more. Yeah. It's not like what you get after more. It's what you have to operate from. We've learned it so much over the last several years that we have to operate from rest, not work ourselves to finally get rest. Yeah. And in our life, there's plenty of seasons in mind that I've had to stop and go, whoa, I am doing too much. Yeah. I am giving too much. I'm bleeding, they're bleeding, everybody's bleeding because I've just been running and not stopping long enough to just put on a flip-flop and chill out. Because if all we do is wear the combat boot, right, or the running shoe our whole life, yeah. then we just leave dead bodies in our wake. Because right. people can't keep up. Yeah. And it's, it's just too hard. And so sometimes the people we're leading need up to just relax for a minute. Yeah. Guys, it's been a hard couple years. Right. Take a break. Take a vacation. Take some time off. Right. Like, don't come to church on a Sunday. 
Like I know that sounds backwards. I was like, wait a minute, don't tell them that. No, I'm I'm saying I'm saying like, <laughs> if you're the kind of person that's working 80 hours a week, right, right, and you've got three hobbies, you're on four softball teams, and you coach your kids soccer thing, and like you've overcommitted yourself, but like you're not sleeping, find something somewhere to like take a break. I don't mean don't come every Sunday. No, just I one. Mean like, I mean like <laughs> just one time. Take a moment to All honor right. the Sabbath enough. Yeah. To learn to learn to decompress. Right. If the only window you have to learn that lesson is on a Sunday, I'd rather you take it on a Sunday to learn that lesson right. and allow God to bless you and help you slow down so then you can run again. Absolutely. So you know, good. I've got um, a similar one. <laughs> Uh, the my uh, the man version, right? Some Crocs. It's not the man version. It's not the There's man version. It's a different oh, level okay. of shoe. This is a, this is a whole other level. This is a whole other level of slow down. <laughs> but it's not only slow down. It's also like I don't even care. Right. What you think at all? Come on. If I'm wearing these, if I'm wearing these, I don't care what you think at all. Right. We took our kids to Great Wolf Lodge uh, not too long ago. Well, it has been a minute. We took our kids to Great Wolf Lodge. And I brought like a handful of different shoes. This is the only thing I wore the entire time. You know why? I don't know none of those people. I went the first day I looked. I didn't see none of y'all there. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm wearing shorts and no shirt and some bright yellow Crocs. I don't give a crap about none of these people up in here. And I think that we need to have that every once in a while. Right. That we just, we're just flip-flopping. We just, we don't care. Right. Uh, we can live our whole lives trying to look polished, like put together. And is my shirt ironed and like, you know, do my clothes match? And every once in a while, you need some busted looking Crocs that your kid put a Superman logo on because he likes it. And so you're like, whatever. Get some yellow Crocs in your Super life. Super good. These are my, uh, my party shoes. Oh, wait, I got some, I got some party shoes. I'll raise you some party oh, shoes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> different kind of party, I guess, but still. Yeah, 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 different, different kind of party. I bought these, actually, I wore them to Mason and Destiny's wedding for the first time. And uh, their wedding was actually something very special. It was. And their parents are here, so I'm going to probably cry, sorry. Uh, because there was so much freedom and healing and peace and joy. I've never been to a wedding that I felt just so much love and like, thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you do. Yeah. And then, after the beautiful speech Walter gave and all the incredible stuff that really happened and, and you danced with her and it was just the whole thing. Then we all danced like nobody was watching. Except everybody was there, but it was fine because I am not a good dancer, y'all. Like, I got the Elaine Benes. That's all I got. That's it. It's not good. But Phil was like cutting a rug like oh, I never Phil was seen. doing it. And we were just dancing and having the time. I'm telling you, the time of our lives. Like, uh, most of the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And no one's like drinking and drunk and crazy. Like, that's not happening either. That's not, that's the best part of it. It was just holy fun. And, um, when we left, it's funny because when we went there, I told Aaron, like, yeah, because I, I got the honor of officiating. It was really wonderful. And I so told I him. So I got to go and watch, which Yeah, yeah. It was also yeah. great. I told him, like, you know, we'll just stay and, like, they'll cut the cake and then we'll probably go home probably, I don't know, around 10 or so. It'll be, yeah, it'll be great. And that's not at all what we all stayed till the very end because it was so much fun. And sometimes in life you have to recognize it's time to dance like nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. That you've gone through a hard season, you've overcome what the enemy was trying to like take you out. He didn't take you out, and he ain't gonna take you out. That's right. He didn't take us out, and so we need to dance. We need to celebrate, just like you talked about on Sunday. We need to be like David, like totally undignified before the Lord and before yeah. the people in our life that are cheering us on. And I've found that if we miss the celebration then we miss the miracle in the moment. Right. And it makes it really hard to step into the next more that God calls us to. Because there's always more, y'all. We know this. Yeah. But we have to be willing instead of just stopping. What do we always say? Uh, we believe there's more, so we ask what's, what's next. next. Yeah. But the double-edged sword of that is if you don't stop to celebrate and to dance and to just have fun, then you'll just always be asking what's next. Yeah. And you'll never look at how far you've come. Yeah. And so 
put on some party shoes and and yeah, have fun. Okay, you talk about your No, shoes. I mean you you said it great, <laughs> but I think that I think that the thing about putting on the party is it helps change your attitude towards things. Like if I wear these, come on. I can't take myself too seriously. You know? Right. But I think as a man sometimes it's real easy to take yourself real powerful. Yeah. In control in charge but like come on man like we're all just 12 year olds with a little bit more money like, right we're like I, like literally true that's all adults literally are. true like, and so when i saw these at the store i was like i have to get those because i would never buy those i'm gonna get them because i wouldn't ever wear them right but i need to and so sometimes like if something's real heavy here at the church or like if we have a really long day full of meetings and I'm just like kind of, you ever had those days you just don't want to go to work? Us too. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just that I have to get up on a platform and preach, right? And, and smile. so like, yeah. sometimes I put those on because it just reminds me, I get to choose my attitude. Right. I get to put on the party. We yeah. say that here at More Church, we're party starters. Yeah. We're party starters on earth so we can start parties in heaven. And some days you don't feel like starting a party. Right. But you know it's important. That's right. So put the goofy shoes on. Put the goofy shoes on. Yeah, it's on, so good. That's that good. Up. How many you got left? I've got uh, none. I'm done. You're done? Yeah, well, I've only got my leftovers. Oh, okay. I have one up. last one then. Yeah, uh, it's two, but it's one. Uh, I have these bright sparkle shoes. Look, all of my shoes are like elaborately Prince ridiculous. Prince Ali, fabulous <laughs> yes. he, Exactly. <laughs> you just proven my point for me because... Sometimes you feel called to things that feel kind of ridiculous or absurd or too big or too loud or too like unique, but you have to remember that God made you specifically you. That's right. Your uniqueness is set apart. There is no one else coming to be you except you. Yeah. And so in the shoe game that we're talking about today, it can be easy to wake up in the morning and to just put on your comfy shoes every day. Yes. But not to remind yourself and remember that you were made specifically on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. And that it's easy to get stuck in the mundane of being a mom and taking the kids to where they need to go and making dinner or being a dad that's a provider and how many hours am I working and did I get my comp time and the computer system and like... But recognizing that you uniquely are you set apart for a reason. And no matter what anybody says or what anybody thinks about it, don't let anyone dull the light that God's put inside of you. It's good. You were created to shine. I used to tell my kids every night before they went to bed, don't forget you're a leader and you're the light. Mm -hmm. And everywhere you go, you're a leader. You might be here at Tug of More hearing us talk about being a leader and you're like, no, that's for y'all. That's not for me. No, no, no. The fact that you're here... You're a leader, yeah. and the light of Christ is in you, and so everywhere you go, you are uniquely shining, yeah. and don't ever let anything dull, uh, dull that shine. So good. Choose to put on your sparkle shoes. Yeah. I got a lot of sparkle shoes, I guess, but whatever. I need you to get, get some sparkly shoes, I guess. I don't yeah, have very no, many sparkly true. shoes. You know, all of these um, different shoes are needed in my life. Yeah. This, and I've got more, you know, that, that make up the functionality of who Trustin is. Yeah. You need to see the things that you need to be putting on and yeah. not just so comfortable in the mundane, everyday actions. Put something new on, put something yeah. fresh on. Not in fashion, in attitude, in confidence, in personality, in tonality with people. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're kind of a quiet, shy person, Step out in faith. We're, uh, Beth Horton, my friend Beth. She's right there. Beth? She's right in front of you. Beth, yeah. I love Beth. You know, Beth, Tim and I, Tim used to joke that Beth would never get on a stage, would never, you would never have put a microphone in her hand. But you know what Beth does? How many of you ladies have heard her speak at, at the women's stuff? Yeah. Do you know why? Because Beth chose to take off comfort right. and put on something a little scary, yeah. and through that it impacted you. Yeah. It, in, it impacted you. Beth is an example of putting something new on. And so we all have to look at ourselves. What are we most comfortable in? And maybe we need to leave that in the closet for yeah. a while. Yeah. And we need to say, I want to step into something more. I have one last thing to close. Sorry. Do it. Uh, 
I have these shoes, they have paint sparkle splatters all over them. Uh, and I just feel like there might be somebody here that you're still walking around in shoes that have the splatters of the last mm -hmm. season on you. And it's time to just take those off and throw them away. Mm -hmm. You don't even need to leave them in the closet anymore. You don't need to actually put them anywhere that you could ever pick them back up again. But if you're walking around and you look down and you feel or see the last season, the last three seasons, it says four different paint colors on it. I don't know what you've walked through or what that is. God wanted you to come tonight to recognize that there's a whole lot of other options yep. for you to wear and to walk in. Yeah. And you don't have to carry that around anymore, and you don't have to see that anymore. God doesn't see it. We don't see it. Yep. And you don't need to either. Yep. And so his mercies are new every morning. In fact, that's what these shoes are is from that series. Mm -hmm. um, and so today, I just want you to know that his mercies are new for you. And that if you came for no other reason than to know that he loves you more than you could even imagine... That's not usually what we talk about on the tug of war, but that's what we believe with everything inside of us. That's right. Every single day. It's why we get up in the morning. So yeah. love y'all. Hey, um, we're really glad that you guys are here. And for everybody that's watching this um, online, on YouTube, on one of the different yeah. uh, programs, and we're glad that you're joining us in part. And so we want to take a minute to pray for everybody in the room, but to pray for you at uh, if you're in your car or you know watching at home or wherever, that, that you would start to step into everything that God has for you. That's Pastor, right. would you pray for us? Yes, Jesus, thank you that you do have more for us, yeah. that you don't leave us where you found us, but that you call us to something more. And so, God, tonight we just evaluate where we're at, and we ask you to help us step into the new season, the new shoes that you've called us to. Give each person strength. Everyone here and everyone listening, God, that you would allow them to see themselves how you see them and that they would step into everything that you've called them to, that there'd be nothing holding them back, that they'd yeah. be in fullness in their life of everything that you desire for them. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, what we want you to do to help That's us right. is to like, tag, share, follow, Share this out with somebody that uh, you think it might be meaningful to. And uh, we'll see you next time on That's Talk right. More. Yes. Love y'all. See ya. Yeah.